Come have a seat in the Skald Circle and hear the tale of Lock, Lock in the Red Coat as told by Casimir. Before we begin our tale, did you know that we release new stories for free every week on Wednesdays? Be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out when we release free bonus stories other days of the week. Never forget, visit theskullcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current happenings. And to also visit our story archive, sorted by origin and region. Now then, this begins the tale of Lock Lock in the Red Coat. Cheap, 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 under the door sill. Listen to the wizard with red, red cheeks. There was once a man who had two sons. He led a lovely, orderly life. He brought up his sons well and gave them good teaching. At last, he died. After his death, his children took over the property. They lived together and never quarreled. So they lived on for some time. Then the elder wished to marry. He took a poor wife, but she pleased him. Not long after this, the younger married. He took a rich wife. She brought as her dowry three hundred cattle and many other things. Now that the two brothers were married, each received his portion of the property. Then they separated, and each lived by himself. Everything went well with the younger. He became richer and richer. But with the elder, things went downhill. At last he was a very poor man. He had no bread, his rickety hut was almost tumbled down, and his farm he had to lease. There was left to him but a small garden, and he had nothing to plow it with. With his brother, things were going better and better. His grain throve, his meadows grew green, and his cattle increased. Ten yokes of oxen plowed his field. Then thought the elder to himself, I will go to my brother. Ten yokes of oxen are plowing his field. Perhaps he can lend me one ox, with which I may plow my garden. He is such a good man, and has given me bread more than once, and has helped me in my need. He went therefore to him, and said, Listen, dear brother, my last miserable nag is no more, and I have nothing with which to plow my garden. Ten yokes of oxen are plowing your field. Would you lend me just one? Well, why shouldn't I? Go to the field and take what you want. The elder went there and met a servant. Stop, said he to him. Your master has given me those oxen to plow my garden. I will not let you have them. Why not? Who are you that you dare disobey your master? I am your brother's luck. And where is my luck? asked he. Oh, he lies over yonder by the bushes and has on a red coat. Just you wait, thought the elder brother to himself. That luck of my brother's plows his fields for him, while you loaf around and are bringing me to ruin. Then he cut himself a good alder stick, went over to his luck, and struck the red coat again and again. Whack, whack, whack. Oh, said the luck, what do you want of me? Why don't you help me, monster? If you want me to help you, sell your farm and become a merchant. Oh, very well. The man went home and immediately sold his garden. Then he bought a horse and wagon, set his wife and children in the wagon, and took a leather bag and put in it all sorts of things, needles and little bark shoes. Then he closed his hut and started off. But he had gone only a little way when he heard something cheeping and chirping inside his hut. He thought to himself, I certainly left nothing behind. What can be cheeping? I'll go back and see. He went and looked about and could see nothing. When he spoke up, who is cheeping there? 
It is we. Your need and misery, answered something from a corner. Ah, why do you cheap? He gave back. We want to go with you. You have shut us up in the hut and left us behind. Crawl into my bag, said the man. Then need and misery slipped quick slick into the bag. Just you wait. You have tormented me till this day. Now I will repay you. He dug a hole under the door sill and threw into it need and misery bag and all and filled up the hole. Then he went back to his wagon, climbed in and drove on. He drove and drove. By evening he reached a city. He put up for the night in a wretched hut by the roadside. Then he went into the city and bought bread. In the market he saw fish and bought a huge, beautiful pike. He carried it home to his wife for her to dress and cook. While she was cutting it up, she found in its stomach a diamond of indescribable magnificence. It sparkled even in the dark. She could not look at it enough and set it in the window. Then they all sat down to eat their supper. Just then, a nobleman came driving past with six horses. He saw something shining in the window of the hut. It was not a fire or a candle. He ordered the driver to stop, stepped down from the coach and entered the hut. He talked for a few minutes, then asked, What kind of thing is that, lighting the window so brightly? Gracious sir, that is a costly thing, but I do not know its value. Will you sell it? Well, why not? I am a very poor man. Good. I will give you a farm with eight farmhands. Do you agree to that? Thank you, gracious sir. I do. Then the nobleman bade him, his wife, and children take their seats in the coach, and he drove them to the farm he had promised. There the man lived for a few years, as he was content to do. Things went well with him, but he began to think that he must be a merchant. He sold the farm, drove to the city, opened a shop, and started to trade. He had such wonderful luck that everything he bought for one ruble he sold for two, and what he bought for twenty he sold for forty. So he lived on for some time and became the very richest merchant in the city. The other merchants could do nothing without him, so they made him chief of the merchants. About this time, the youngest brother came to the city with thirty loads of flax. The merchants were going to buy the flax, when they found much bad stuff mixed in it, and threw the poor man into prison. After three days, they led him before the chief of merchants to pronounce judgment on him. The chief recognized his own brother and thought of the good he had done. So he set him free, bought all his flax, and paid him well. Then he took him home, entertained him, and gave him presents besides. When the younger brother was about to leave, he asked his elder brother, How have you come by such riches? The other told him all about what had happened. The younger brother reached home. He said to his wife, Listen, we live finely, but we cannot compare with my brother in anything. He deals in thousands. He is chief of all merchants. Besides, he is a good man. God give him health. He freed me from my misfortune, entertained me richly, and bestowed presents on me. How could he become rich so quickly, asked his wife. It came about in this way, he answered. He has buried all his need and misery under the door sill of his hut, and that has brought him good luck in everything. This displeased his wife. Envy took hold of her. So. That brother has buried his need in misery, had he? Well, she should let them out so they might go back to him. She hurried to the hut, dug and opened the bag and said, Now, need in misery, go back to the brother of my husband. 
We cannot find him, replied Need in misery. We would rather stay with you. And there they stayed. They drove the younger brother into poverty. Bet the elder brother lived on with good luck and was a merchant and is one today. And that is the tale of Lock Lock in the Red Coat. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, please take a look at our Patreon page to learn how you can earn great rewards while also supporting us. We appreciate even the smallest of contributions, as they allow us to continue to release new stories every week for free on Wednesdays, and provide bonus stories for your listening pleasure. A special thank you to Cat for the support this month. It means the world to us. Visit us at thescaldcircle.com to view our story archive, sorted by origin and region, and to stay up to date with all of our current developments. Once again, thank you for listening to our story.